every day on the big show. What? Gordon and what? Jake want to keep you up to date on all the action, all the newsmakers, and all the big opinions on the Zone Sports Network. This is What's Going On on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We're going to get into the George Niang press conference coming up here momentarily. Gordon uh, apparently running a couple minutes behind, which is not a surprise. Jarrell Brantley of the Jazz is going to be on the show at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. And Sam Amick at the top of the 4 o'clock hour. We're here at the Warehouse 86 East University Parkway. Prices so low, it will blow your mind. How's it going over there, Gordon? You doing all right? I'm doing really well. (laughs) <laughs> Good. It's been a. I've gotten a lot of feedback uh, about uh, both what I, what I wrote and uh, and what we've talked about on the show, but uh, it's uh, it's interesting. All right, let's get now to George Yang's press conference here on the Zone. So I think we'll get our first question, uh, David Locke, with the first question. If you're still on here, did you? Is he, he may have dropped off. Hmm. I talked to him this morning. No, he literally was just here. Okay. We're going to go to uh, Tony Jones. Let's work on that. Let's go, Tony. Uh, George, how you doing? Good, man. How's everything with you? I'm good. I'm good. Um, you know, two-part question. What are some of the things that, you know, without Boyan, or without you guys going to not have Boyan, you know, what are some of the things that um, you anticipate um individually playing time wise. And, um, and I was just wondering if you could talk about, you know, just some of the things that you and Donovan and Jordan, just a lot of the social uh, justice thoughts that you guys have been putting on Twitter and, 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 and social media. Um, you know, first to just address, you know, the Boyan thing, uh, obviously Boyan's going to be missed. He was a huge uh, piece of, you know, our puzzle and of our, of our team. Um, but like I've said before, you know, coach kind of has that, um, you know, the strength of the team is the team uh, mentality and, you know, guys have to be ready, um, you know, to come in and play more minutes and expand their roles and guys fall into different roles. And I think everybody's aware of that. Um, it's not like Boyan wasn't playing yesterday. You know, we've had a couple of months to, you know, digest this. And, you know, I think everybody's aware of it and we're not going to say that we don't miss him, but, you know, we kind of have to look forward, you know, in Orlando without him. Um, And I think guys are more than capable of doing those things and they're more than ready. Uh, Speaking on the social uh, issues, I think, you know, Donovan, JC, obviously I've spoken out, um, you know, have done a great job of, you know, voicing, you know, their feelings about these things and letting people know how, it affects them. Um, obviously we have an issue when it comes to racial issues in this country. Um, but I think the one, you know, thing that we've all come together and said is that, you know, we're not going to stop fighting, you know, so there is, um, equality. So I I think that's, you know, what we're really just spearheading this, you know, I don't want to say argument, but this discussion with is that, you know, we're going to continue to fight the good fight uh, with positivity and, doing the right thing and making sure equality is served. 
Okay, thanks. Uh, next question will be from uh, Ben Anderson. Ben? Hey, George, if I'm right, you're an early uh, extension candidate this summer, right? Yeah, talk to me about the money, man. You know something I don't know? Uh, what, 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 is, what role does that play in your return? Does it scare you about coming back to Orlando, just the fear of injury? How has that played in? Uh, absolutely not, man. Uh, you know, you, what I realized when I first got in the NBA, when you start to worry about stuff like that or think about stuff like that, it really just drives you nuts. I can't control, you know, my extension. All I can do is control, you know, how I wake up and, and play every day. And that's really just what I'm focusing on. I've never been in a situation where I haven't, you know, played basketball for almost four months. So I'm really kind of just focusing on myself, you know, my teammates, how can I get back into a groove? How can I get back into game shape and the rest will take care of itself. Um, you know, I'm, I'm really just focusing on, you know, trying to get in the best shape that I can, um, you know, really focusing on making sure I'm making shots while I'm tired and, you know, being ready to stop guys on the defensive end. Other than that, I mean, obviously it'd be nice, uh, you know, to get an extension, but you know, I, really don't really think about those things. I just kind of go out there and take it one day at a time. Cause you know, when I tried to think too far ahead, uh, I was slowing myself down on what I was going to do in the present. All right, great. Uh, next question will be from Sarah Todd. Sarah. Hey George, how's it going? Good. How are you doing, Sarah? Good. Um, I'm wondering what your thoughts are kind of on the format when you get to Orlando and then additionally your thoughts on the bubble and how the protocols and stuff. So first the schedule, the possible play in tournament, and then going in for traditional playoffs. Um, anything you have to thoughts about the schedule, uh, games you guys are going to play and then the kind of the safety guidelines. Yeah, I don't know if you've seen the handbook or the schedule, but I feel like I learn something new every day that I look at it. Um, you know, obviously the NBA is doing their job with the best of their abilities to make sure we have a safe environment. And I'm sure there'll be some changes once we get down there where they see if some things work and some things didn't. As for the schedule, you know, I've looked at our schedule. Like I said, I've really just tried to just focus on us. Um, I don't think we're eligible for any play-in game, so I haven't even looked at how that works. Uh, but it's real complex, and, you know, I wouldn't expect it any other way. Uh, you know, this is kind of a very unique situation. It never happened before. Um, so <laughs> the more and more that I look at it, the more and more I'm like, oh, wow, you know, we're going to have to be in our rooms for this extended period of time, or we're not going to be able to do this. But I think all in all, uh, all of us miss playing the game of basketball. Um, all of us miss, you know, our day job. So I think, you know, for the most part, we're, uh, you know, excited to get down there and use our platform for, you know, social issues and, you know, be safe while doing that because the NBA has kind of set up an environment that, you know, is given us, you know, the right safety protocols to move in the right direction to be able to continue to play games. Are there games on that schedule that you're kind of looking forward to more than others or th something that keep is on your eye? Man, you're really putting me on the spot. I probably got to pick a good answer. The first one, I'm excited to be the first one, you know, since we kind of were the, the people, as people would say, the patient zero. So I'm excited to be the first one and put that one under our belt and not have to watch another team play. And we can kind of just be the first one and knock it out. So I would definitely say, I mean, it happens to be the Pelicans. So, and we get to see Fave. Fave's always a 
great, happy, joyous, familiar face. So that'll be exciting. Okay. Uh, next question will come from, we're going to try for David Locke again. David, are you there? He's still podcasting. Okay. That's interesting. Okay. I'm here. I was just, I was actually just texting you to tell you that, or messaging you to tell you that I, my audio is back. George is, uh, thank you, Madeline. Uh, George, have you had like any discussion amongst the guys of what you think, how you think the games will be different, the actual playing, and maybe if there's certain styles that will be more productive or less productive, certain skills that will be more important in this, considering the time off and the different environment? Um, you know, we've had a little bit of brief discussions, but to be honest with you, the discussions we have are just getting down there. I mean, it seems like every couple of weeks there's a hiccup or, you know, a question if we're going to be down there, but you know, it, it seems like we're going to go full tilt, you know, heading down there. But, you know, as we talk about playing styles, obviously all of us are trying to get in the best shape that we can, um, just because we know how much time we've had off. And you don't want to be that team that just gets ran out the gym. So I think, you know, we kind of want to do the running out of the gym, whether that's playing faster or playing at a different pace. I think guys just want to be in good shape to know that, you know, when we get down there, you know, we will have an advantage over other teams that, you know, didn't prepare as hard as we prepared. I mean, we've been in the facility since May 11th, is it? Um, and, you know, all of us have been working pretty hard. Uh, all of us are back. So it's, um, we're excited and I, I'm not sure exactly. We haven't really gotten the schemes yet, but I think with the guys talking, we all just have a common, you know, denominator of just wanting to all be in the best shape that we can be. Cause you know, we don't want to be, you know, breathing heavy, you know, when it comes down to, um, game time. How do you think it'll be different without fans? Uh, <laughs> You know, you have those guys that are, you know, really good practice players, but in the game, they're just not, they're, they're just a little nervous. Maybe, you know, practice players will just come alive and be the new superstars. Obviously, I'm just kidding. But um, I don't know. I, I don't think it really changes much. I mean, obviously, some guys feed off the energy, you know, of fans, but I think we haven't had basketball in so long that that is just going to be you know, an afterthought. I think guys are used to playing pickup with no fans at this time of the year. And you could just think of it as like that, except <laughs> your paycheck's on the line. So, uh, I mean, I'm not looking at any differently. I'm excited to just get out there and play the game of basketball again. Thanks, George. Okay. Uh, Eric, Wittyard, go for it. So, George. So what I, up, I, see, I, I see you got the crispy cut, man. So I got to ask you this. There's going to be a lot of different things within the bubble that you guys going to have to adapt to, one of them being barbers and haircuts and stuff like that. Have you thought about keeping your haircut? Like, what, what you going to do as far as that? Have you suggested any barbers or got any feedback on that? What's the deal with haircuts down there? You know, I have uh, no idea. I know we're going to be able to have access to people that give us manicures and pedicures and haircuts um, I, on a certain floor. Uh, but as for the barber goes, I'm going to tell the rookies that they have to go get their haircut from the barber first. And if I like what the barber does, then I'll be willing to take the risk, you know, to get, you know, my haircut. But until then, I'm just going to watch and see if the rookies listen to what I say. And because, you know, I'm a vet now uh, um, and fill me in on, you know, who's good and who's not good. Because, uh, you know, I don't have anything much else going for me besides my good hair. 
All right. We're going to have one last question here. Uh, this will be from Bowler. Bowler? Yeah, hey, Bowler. Man, how are you? I'm doing good. You look like you've been getting some sun, man. Uh, a little bit, but it's that great beard going too. You know, hey, it's, man, it's, it's my COVID beard. Hey, uh, you know, Donovan was with us at, earlier today, and, you know, he talked about leadership, maturity, the way he's had to handle not only uh, the COVID situation and his positive tests along with Gobert's, but also with Black Lives Matter. I want to see, I want to ask you from a teammate standpoint, his impact uh, with this team. And he talked about his own maturity. And for 23, I think you'd probably agree he is beyond his years. Yeah. Uh, you know, Donovan has kind of taken the front seat to the leadership role um, with this team and has grown every year that he's been here in that role. Um, and not only, you know, with the, you know, COVID, you know, situation, which was his was more unique than mine was because uh, he tested positive as one, one of the first NBA players to test positive and how to deal with that and how to make sure you're okay. But, you know, taking care of the leadership role of the team, you know, he did a great job of making sure he checked in on everybody while everything was going on, whether if it was, you know, hopping on uh, FaceTime workouts you know, over quarantine or, you know, just FaceTiming guys individual and ask, asking their certain opinions on, you know, racial issues. Uh, you know, he's really, you know, spearheaded that and, and been at the helm of, of the ship when it comes to those things. And I couldn't be more proud to be a friend of him, but even a, a teammate. I think it just speaks volumes to his character and, and how he is, where he's going to try to do the right thing um, all the time. And, you know, he tried to do that with COVID and now he's doing it with the uh, social issues in America. And I think it's really important that, you know, our leader and the guy that we look up to is so constant, you know, when it comes to doing uh, or consistent when it comes to doing the right thing. Yeah. Hey, George, thanks. Uh, knock down a few threes down there. Okay. I'll see what I can do, man. All right, buddy. All right. Okay, so that is all the time we have. So thank you again. All right, there you go. That's George Niang as the Jazz inch closer to returning to the Orlando bubble. And, you know, George uh, is in an interesting position. You know, I think Donovan Mitchell, regardless of, of injury, Gordon is going to get a max deal from from the Jazz. Uh, George is trying to, to battle for an extension, so injury could be costly for him. I, I, uh, I, I sympathize with his position. But I also understand what he means when he says hey man i can't worry about that i'm just going to go yeah. out there and hoop it up you know because if he sits there and frets about that stuff how in the world can he concentrate on it's almost self-fulfilling or or right. detrimental by getting in it get his way then there's gonna be a role for him with no Bogdanovich, he's gonna he's gonna be leaned on a little bit. He's gonna have yeah. some opportunity to to play and make some big shots for this team because he's a shooter and that's why he's on the team. And they're they're lacking shooters now with uh, with no Bogdanovich. So if he plays well, that that could be a big deal to this Jazz team. Yep, no doubt about it. And they're going to need the shooting, like you said. Uh, it, you know, they need defense as well, but uh, without uh, Bogdanovich, he played such a huge role in, in that regard, scoring over 20 points a game. So so in order to keep guys away from Donovan Mitchell, to, in order to keep guys honest at the defensive end, those guys have to hit those perimeter shots. 
Um, we don't uh, have uh, a ton of time to, or maybe we get to Donovan Mitchell's uh, quotes uh, coming up right around the corner. Gordon, he talked yeah, about. Yeah, let's do uh, it. Yeah, he talked about uh, his relationship with Rudy and uh, his feelings about going to uh, Orlando. Maybe we get into a, a couple of those cuts. Uh, coming up right around the corner. I am live from the warehouse, 86 East University Parkway. Come on by and see me. Uh, say hello. In fact, uh, Gordon just met one of our listeners, Matt, uh, who uh, who came by, just chatted with him, and and Matt just got a new apartment in Lehigh, and uh, was he needs to deck it out. And I told him, well, you came to the right spot. <laughs> yeah, I, no doubt. <laughs> Especially yeah. if he wants to get the good deals. I mean, that's where they are. And Tom, he, Tom, uh, Tom came over and said, "Okay, what are you looking for?" And and Matt said, "Well, uh, you guys have do you guys have TV stands?" And Tom goes, "Do we have TV stands? <laughs> do we have TV stands? Follow me, sir." Uh, and Tom joins us now. Tom was just talking about our listener Matt who dropped by. He's got a new, a new spot in Lehigh, new apartment. Got to get it decked out. And man, he came to the right spot. Do we have TV stands? It's it's that gym company uh high-end stuff i have a tv stand that's on the internet for twenty two hundred dollars on stealth for 14.99 i mean solid like inch and a half thick wood doors solid two inch top solid solid hardwood 2.99 wow that's a gordon boom yeah we also have um we had incredible response to last week on our mahogany bench. Uh, well, it's a fine piece of furniture. Beautiful. And we had seven of them. Okay. We had six in a box and the display. We have two left. But everybody who came in wanted to figure out how can I use this because it is incredible. It's $1,600 on the Internet on sale for $1,099. We're selling it. Two only. I have the display and one in a box. $199. It weighs 145 pounds. It is beautiful. It's beautiful, and it's a solid, how do, how do we call it? A solid tree trunk cut Basically. of mahogany. Gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. But that's not it. All right. We're going to go to beds. So we, we, we did an unprecedented deal, and I have five of them left. They will be gone. If you remember, I had 46 of them, the California King special. I have five left. I'm going to do them for four ninety nine once again, and that is the S brand okay. mattress, box spring, and a Liggett and Platt, two beds to choose from. California King, the entire package, not nineteen hundred bucks. We're going to do it for four hundred and ninety nine dollars. If you are just getting started and you want a bed, this is going to be less than half price of the mattress. I know they sell the mattress in two places: one for twelve hundred bucks, one for fourteen hundred bucks, and that's within two blocks of us. Same brand, same mattress, four ninety nine for the entire package. Wow. How about we jump into, um, let's call it the, for lack of better words, let's call it the dining area again. Okay. I've got these sets, and we haven't talked about this one yet. You remember this table. I do. Great big solid two-inch solid hardwood top round table, and it's not a 36-inch round. It's not a 48-inch. It's a 56-inch round 
table. You can fit up to eight chairs around it. We're going to do table and four chairs. The table by itself is 1400 bucks on the internet. On sale, regular price is 2200 We're doing it for 499 table with four chairs. The internet price is no chairs. Incredible deal. How about we also jump over to... I have a gorgeous three-piece set, and this is made by Steve Silver. Really nice manufacturer. See that reclining set there? Yep. Five recliners, two on the love seat with the console, two on the sofa, and an individual recliner. Not twenty-four hundred bucks. I'm going to do the entire set. Sit down. Eleven ninety-nine. All right. Now you're talking. Boom. All right. Take advantage of it. Eighty-six East University Parkway. It's the warehouse. We'll talk about Donovan Mitchell, what he had to say today. Coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Michelle Gordon-Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, live at the warehouse, 86 East University Parkway. Price is so low, it will blow your mind. Come on by and see us. How, how's your recliner situation in Cassidy-Monson, Gordon? Are you, you pretty set? Um, well, I've always got my ears open. Well, because it just seems to me like you're a guy, and I, I wish I was this guy, because I'm not, and I wish I was this guy right now. You seem like a recliner guy. Like you would have the <laughs> space and the resources, and, you know, you always brag about being king of the castle. Seems like you need yourself a, a, a just a, a sturdy, comfy recliner. Uh, that sounds pretty good to me. I, I, look, look I, I'm going to... I'm going to channel a lot of business Tom's way over the next few months because my daughter and her husband just bought a house and they're renovating it and they they need to fill that thing up. So guess who I'm going to guide them toward? <laughs> Tom. <laughs> and Save a lot of money. I still need my uh, my adjustable bed and I need, uh, now that you mentioned it, apparently I need a recliner. And you need a recliner, yes. Yes, Gordon, you've got some work to do. <laughs> I, if, I, if I had room in uh, my home for a recliner, I'd get one tomorrow. Uh, all right, let's get to these comments from Donovan Mitchell. The Jazz uh, have kind of been doing media availability with their different players over the past uh, week or so. And today was Donovan Mitchell's turn. And, uh, Gordon, uh, Donovan has not spoken really publicly. He hasn't had any sort of media availability since this all happened. He's had some public appearances here and there, but we haven't really heard from Donovan and gotten his feelings. So uh, it, it was good to hear from him today. And let's go through a, a couple of the major things he, he talked about, shall we? Let's do uh, it. Here's, he was asked about his current relationship and standing with one Rudy Gobert. I'll kind of address this one just for everybody and kind of just leave it uh, after this. To be honest with you, I understand that y'all are going to ask this question, but, you know, right now we're good. We're going out there ready to hoop. Um, and I think the biggest thing, you know, that, that kind of sucked was that it took away from the guys on the team, um, took the gut the guys on the team were trying to do. And I, I really wish that, you know, as going forward, you know, I think that'll be really the primary focus is just us gelling as a team because obviously you and Rudy and I had COVID and whatever happened, happened. But, you know, now we're ready to hoop and focus on the team as, as a whole, you know, because we're not really trying to keep taking attention away from what everybody's got going on. Obviously, we got Boyan now, so we 
got some guys that are really looking good and, and ready to step up. And uh, that's what we're really excited about. Everything is good with he and Rudy, uh, Gordon. And uh, he, he had a couple of other comments and let me bring the, well, first of all, what, what did you think about what he had to say right there? Well, his tone is kind of like he's bothered by it, but how could how could people not ask that question? You know, I mean, it was a story, and it's a big deal around here. So, Donovan, don't get frustrated because people are asking that question. I mean, it's pretty pretty key to uh, what what uh, what's going on with the Jazz now, and what will go on uh, with the Jazz for the foreseeable future. So, I. You know, he has to understand that. He also added uh, that there was some on-court frustration with Rudy throughout the season. He said one was basketball, one was life. But he he kind of went on. He said that's going to happen. Uh, in fact, here's his quote. He said, quote, there's going to be tension. There's going to be back and forth. It's always going to happen, unquote, alluding to teams with two-star players. Uh, that uh, yeah, of course it's uh, everything is not going to be daffodils and sweet pickles uh, like <laughs> like you said. And they've got to that's that's the one they've got to get their on court stuff figured out. So they because I think they have the potential. Their two games they don't overlap. They have the potential to be really complementary, and and it's in both of their best interests to fi- to figure that out. And it's in in both their best interests as we said months ago, Gordon to to you know get their relationship to a workable level where they can contribute to the success of the team and it sounds like they've they've done at very least that well they need if there are adjustments that need to be made it's worth their while like you said for them to make those on court adjustments to accommodate one another right i mean because something that i think is within their mindset within their skill set so the, 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 there's no excuse not to get that done well, and, and we said this, too. Unless something dramatic happens, which is possible, they're going to be teammates for the foreseeable future. Yeah. And at least in the case of Donovan, he doesn't really have a choice in that. I know that's kind of weird to look at it that cut and dry, but, I mean, the Jazz can match any offer he gets from anybody. I mean, he's not going anywhere. So uh, it's it's a good thing that they've uh, managed to put their, themselves in this position where they can contribute together on the court. That's a good thing. And uh, I think, uh, you, you know, I, this is a real random thought, Gordon, but like uh, I, I think this whole Orlando experience is going to be real weird. It'll be interesting to see the, the fallout from it. And I was thinking about it this way. Remember when uh, the LeBron and Bosch and Wade all played on the same dream team? And that's where the idea was hatched to form this super team. You know, think of Orlando. They're in this close, close proximity for how many months? I mean, how many relationships are going to be created or destroyed or how many, you know, ideas are going to be hatched in this unique situation? Oh, uh, that's going to happen. No doubt about that. And like you, you alluded to there, it'll either make it better or worse. Right. <laughs> because right. When, you, when you spend time together, you find out, hey, yeah, this is pretty cool. Or you find out, you know, I really don't like that guy. Did you ever, I don't know if you had, I obviously had a lot of roommates in my uh, single days, Gordon. I don't know if you had a lot of roommates. But did you ever uh, move in with a friend and your relationship changed dramatically because living together is a total different level? Uh, I, I don't really recall that so much, although I, 
Look, uh, when I look back, if there was ever any tension between me and my roommates, probably much of it was my own fault. You know, I mean, I'm going to go sit here and throw. But everyone's different. Everyone has a different background. Everyone has, and you're in close quarters like that. you got to find a way to, 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 to make it work. You know? And yeah. when you do that, you have to look at yourself, too, and be honest. Uh, all right, let's let's move on, Gordon. Here is uh, Donovan asked about uh, staying in shape. Um, it was tough, to be honest with you. It was tough to kind of – because I really didn't have much. I was in the basement of my, my mom's house for most of the time. But uh, really doing a lot of a lot of sprints. You know, I think it took about maybe three weeks off. Um and I think for after that, I just kind of got into the weights. We continually did weights with the team on via Zoom, um, but did a lot of sprints on the on the uh, on a field right down the street from my house. A lot of bike exercises, um, as much as I could, conditioning wise, understanding I couldn't get onto a court uh, for for a very long time. And I've been, you know, I've been fortunate enough to have a court, you know, kind of get after for the past month and a half, two months. So uh, that's really what I've been at. Just continue to re- refine my game and, and work on what I what I can. You know, obviously with really no rebounder and really no help you kind of it's kind of like being in a park by yourself but it's been it's been weird it's been challenging um even got to shooting in my backyard um on concrete that's really what it came down to just because you know the resources that i had i didn't really have much but uh now that we're back we're glad to be back in market and kind of just get right to it and um just continue to, to pick up where we left off well then uh donovan fits into the category that we talked about jake of those who didn't have a gym attached right. to the house. No, very different from Mike Conley's response, right? Uh, that we played was it yesterday that we played Mike Conley's response, where he's like, "I hey, I had it good, you know, I had uh, all the resources available to stay in shape." That wasn't everybody, you know, and that I would mean, be living in the that, basement of his mom's house. That would be <laughs> that's tough. That's tough. And uh, I'm sure, you know, like a lot of us, we just wanted to be with family during all of this. And that's a that's an unfortunate consequence. So he'll be a little bit further behind the curve. That's going to be a real challenge for him. He was doing sprints. He was, uh, you know, doing what he could. It's not like he was being absolutely sedentary. Right. And and then, you know, then didn't he say for the last month and a half, he said things available to him. I don't know how long he's been here in Utah, but uh, he, you know, I. I would be surprised if there's any rust in his game. Yeah, but there's still a big difference uh, in in that. And Mike Conley, who could, and I don't know if he did this, but he did mention that he's he had a trainer with him, like move the trainer into the house, and you've got this <laughs> giant gymnasium, you know, where you're getting shots up twenty four seven and doing drills. Yeah, it's a little bit different. But is, I that mean, what, you, is that what Mike said? He moved a, a trainer into his no, house? No, no, no. He said he was working out with a trainer. I, I added the move part. Uh, <laughs> but, he, you know, he gets he gets certain advantages. And that's tough because you can't really blame. Like, you, you can't blame Mike Conley for continuing, like, to, to use his own resources to stay in shape. And you can't blame Donovan Mitchell, who, you know, whose mom's basement doesn't contain a giant gymnasium. <laughs> you know, it's just it's kind of unfair in a way, but there's nothing you can do about it that's because donovan hasn't been making 30 million dollars for the past 10 years or <laughs> right <whatever. laughs> right <laughs> yeah it's tough i i don't i don't know you know what uh, donovan's uh does he if he has a condo or a house or whatever in utah but it, it didn't have a gymnasium I would he's guess. got a, he's got a he's got a nice home here in utah yeah Is, does he yes he does so he, he's got I, a lot you know. of shoe money 
<laughs> and if you're the Lakers and you're smart enough to organize full-blown practices at private places, then, you know, you get a bit of an advantage. <laughs> Nothing you can do about it. Yeah, when you cheat like the Lakers were. Yeah, mm-hmm. All right, let's move on to one more cut from Donovan. Uh, he's asked about his feelings uh, regarding the negative reaction he got on social media surrounding the Black Lives Matter posts. You know, I think it opened a lot of eyes, to be honest with you, when um, that post uh, came out and the comments and stuff. And it's easy for people to say, don't read them. It's tough when there's outrageous and, and, and crazy. And then you click on the C and it's not like they're bots, you know, as people call them. They're, they're people who live not only here, but in, in different places. And I spoke out about it, especially primarily here, because I live here. I play here. Um, I represent, you know, us as 15 guys represent the Jazz as far as the Utah, as far as basketball is concerned. And we use, we understand that it's not just basketball that we, you know, where we use our platform, not just for what we do on the court, but what we do off the floor. You know, myself, Mike, uh, JC went protesting. Um, so many different guys on our team have done so many different things and I think to see that after understanding that the same people that were saying what they were saying were the same ones coming to celebrate and and, and cheer and I think that's that's really where I was just I can lie to you pretty pissed off and it's kind of like man like you know for for my for my career I speak for myself when I say this for the past two two three years you know I gave it all and then you know that you see that and it's tough to see that as an African-American male because not only just what happens in Utah I, I understand it's not just a Utah thing and I want people to understand that it's not like it's just Utah this happens everywhere it, it's it's it happens everywhere but you know like I said I spoke out on it, especially because I play here and, I'm, and, I, and I live here and I want it to be known that I'm going to continue to use my platform continue to use my voice that I that I have because I feel like that's that's what's necessary and I think a lot of people don't understand certain situations that I've been brought up in that you know Royce has been brought up in Mike JC uh, Emmanuel Rudy like there's so many different uh, backgrounds and guys come from different backgrounds I think people you know not only just in Utah but everyone need to understand that you know the experiences that we have may can be completely different and hopefully this conversation opens a lot of eyes especially here in Utah because, um, you know, there's a certain stigma. There's no secret about it, that about Utah. And, you know, obviously the comments didn't, didn't help, but you know, for, for us as athletes, we wanted to be known that we won't stand for any of the, the racism and, and whatever came, what else comes with that? You know, I think that's the biggest thing for, for my comments and, um, and reading and, and responding to what we responded to. Okay. So Jake, when you hear, the most popular professional basketball player in the state of Utah say that there's a certain stigma here that needs to be listened to. That needs to be processed and that needs to be changed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and I, I would encourage him to speak up. I I liked your column you wrote. I think it was, was it last week? Um, talking about uh, Donovan should speak his mind. He certainly has the right to do so, and I think he can um, do some good in this community. And hopefully you know what? Some of that will help affect change, but he'll need it. He'll need help in doing that. You know, and, whether you're whether you're black or white, whether you're an NBA player, or whether you're you're just Joe and Jill six pack out there. Everybody needs to join together and stamp this stuff out. Just get rid of it. Listen to what Donovan is saying. Embrace it. Don't uh, don't give him any backlash over it. Yeah. And and to those folks out there who say, "Oh, there's no stigma in this community. There's no issue." Well, those CR people, two, uh, CR two o'clock <laughs> hour. 
Because <laughs> yeah, exactly. it's very much an issue here. It's very much an issue. A, it's a, an issue a lot of places, like Donovan said, but uh, we don't live a lot of places. We live right. here, and it can be better, and it needs to be better. And today, a uh, young black man's life was threatened for simply saying, I told the truth. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I think, you know, they're two separate situations, but you know, Donovan sees it. He's been in this community for a couple of the years now. You know, he's he's really... Uh, embraced this community for a couple of years. So well, he's familiar you, you with it. it. And Yeah, sorry, go ahead. Go you ahead. heard it in his voice. He said that really, the quote is, I was pissed off when he saw the same people who root for him in, in the arena, or at least people he perceived to be the same, now giving him all kinds of grief over over important issues that he, uh, that he wanted to speak out on. And by the way, did you see that, uh, I don't know who handles the University of Utah's uh, account on Twitter, but they tweeted out that that they in no way, I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, but they no, in no way endorse uh, the, some of the things that were being uh, sent uh, Ryan Lacey's way. And uh, so that that's important for everyone to speak out against that kind of stuff. Yep, that that kind of behavior is just awful. Just awful. All right. Uh we'll uh we'll get to more coming up next. We've got a Mountain America market update uh coming up right around the corner. Top of the four o'clock hour, Sam Amick's going to be on the show. Uh Jarrell Brantley is gonna be on the show at the top of the five o'clock hour. Stay tuned, live from the warehouse, eighty six East University Parkway, right here in Orem. It's the big show, ninety seven five and twelve eighty the zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We are live from the warehouse, 86 East University Parkway, right here in Orem. Thank you very much for uh, making us part of your day. Uh, Gordon, you mentioned this in the last segment. Uh, the University of Utah about an hour ago tweeted out, said threats made to alum Ryan Lacey are repugnant. Such actions are not tolerated by the university. While we know the vast majority of the U of U community treats each other with respect and dignity, there are some outliers who do not share that spirit. We condemn their racist words and actions in the strongest way possible. Mm-hmm. Um, it's It's... It's hard for me to process that a little bit, Gordon, because the U, uh, the U, the university, not the football team, not Morgan Scally, the university created this situation for where Ryan Lacey is getting death threats. They called him a liar. So I don't want to see anything really from Utah other than, one, we've contacted the cops and will assist in finding this criminal who threatened you, or two, we uh, are sorry that we called you a liar and uh, we believe your story or I mean, I don't know. Am I overreacting? Is this a nice gesture? Uh, well, I think in theory, it's nice of them to say that. But you're sort of right that the uh, that that the uh, the account that the university bought into is ignoring what Ryan Lacey said. 
Yeah, it, it sounds like damage control to me rather than a sincere, we're behind Ryan Lacey. That's just me. Well, that, that's exactly what it is. I agree. So I, 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 I guess I don't want to criticize them for saying that that death threats are wrong, but uh, I don't know. It rings a little hollow to me. Well, I mean, when you when you are part of the system that created the opportunity for someone to hate, you can't be blamed for the language or for the nature of the threat, right? I mean, right? Yeah, so, I, I so guess. I, 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 and, and they are... I, I don't have a big problem with him saying, hey, knock that crap off. That's uh, That's unacceptable. But... I get the other part of what you were saying. What triggered it all? Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I continue to have tweets that are that are talking about keeping or losing Scally's job, but it, it which is frustrating to me because it's not the not really the topic of conversation at hand here. Mm-hmm. I think the university itself uh, owes Ryan Lacey an explanation. Well, I understand his frustration, and if you heard the interview. With DJ and PK, if you haven't heard it, I recommend that you listen to it. Because the more people that hear that, I think will have an empathetic response. I would think so. Especially when he doesn't, I mean, people oftentimes in these situations say, oh, sour grapes. And and man, if you listen to that interview, there's no sour grapes at all. In fact, he says he wears his rings and his ute gear proud um, yeah, I believe he lives, lives in California, so he's still, I mean, he, he said go Utes. He hopes they win football games. He said he didn't want to see Morgan Scally fired over a mistake. He called it just that, a mistake. I mean, I, uh, he just wants to not be called a liar. That's, that's it. It, and, it. It's a classic example, Jake, of somebody who would like a situation that they really like, a school or an entity they really like, they would like it to be better. And so they tell the truth about what their experience is, if that's what he's done. And then people criticize him for it, even though he's not trying to tear down the institution. Right. But the reaction is you're trying to tear down the institution. When all he's doing is recounting for people what his experience was. And then people react like he's tearing it all down, which is and that's not uncommon. Unfortunately, sometimes people's reaction are not very nuanced. They and and believe me, I've experienced that time and time again, not at the level like that. But uh, I have had a couple of threats, uh, but I, I, I have had people, let's just say, overreact to some things. And that's. I guess it's just a part of the way some people think. Yeah. So or don't think. And and it gets lost in the sports fandom. It, it does, which is unfortunate when it when it comes to this, um, because people lose track of of I think what the their sense of right and wrong because of of the team they they pull for, and as we've seen multiple examples of uh, that can that can really be dangerous. And so it's why I'm glad we're talking about it, uh, despite some of the pushback and some of the, the nasty things. I think the university needs to be, be held accountable for how it deals with things mm-hmm. yeah. and how it runs and hides and tries to to uh, prioritize 
uh, (laughs) tries to prioritize the wrong things. The wrong things. Yes, that happens. And and so what what do you tell a fan? What do you tell any individual? If you were sending a message to individual fans in this regard, not specific to, to Ryan Lacey, but you could include that in what you would like to put forth, Jake, what would you say to them? Demand more from your university, demand accountability, demand proper behavior, demand them to reflect their uh, uh, alumni and their their ideals. But Um, if if, if people who are reacting that way are of the mindset that they go into protective mode rather than find the truth mode. Okay, how about this, Gordon? This is what I would like. The pinned tweet at the top of the University of Utah Twitter account, at UUtah, is uh, a statement from the University of Utah leadership regarding the protests nationwide and our commitment to diversity, uh, equity, and inclusion. And it's a long statement basically uh, supporting Black Lives Matter and uh, uh, being in opposition to racism, and I won't uh, I won't read the entire thing, but but I I'd, I'd like to them for them to live up to the ideals that they themselves set forth. How about that? How about we start there? So, in other words, if one of your former players says that uh, he had a certain experience, then you listen to what he's saying instead of ignoring it and leaving him uh, out in the cold? I I wish he was ignoring it. They called him a liar. Well, they they didn't use that word, did they? Well, okay, so they... Anyway, they, in a sense, Ryan Lacey believes they called him a liar. They they dismissed his accounts, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, well, that you seems know. diametrically opposed. Those two things can't exist at the same time. So I, I guess I if I I I don't want to tell fans what to do, but I mean I would I guess I would say. It demands some accountability. All right, Sam Amick coming up next, top of the 4 o'clock hour. Uh, good friend Tom sitting down with us now here at the Warehouse 86 East University Parkway. You were a busy man. You are over there making it happen, helping uh, a couple of customers out. We have a really great customer named Ivy, and she's bought from us several times, and they just they just heard about our gem country, company deals she just uh she just bought about ten thousand dollars worth of furniture for less than three thousand dollars wow that's incredible she bought uh one of the benches that are 1200 bucks uh-huh. for 299 sweet she bought the chairs that are 500 bucks for 120 bucks so she got some really incredible deals but i want to do you, you've been doing da- talking about damage control yeah i've got some damage control okay so this is one of the biggest weekends in the furniture business. Fourth of July. Yeah. Fireworks. So we have to boom and do things bigger and better than normal. So we've arranged if the timing is not good, the damage control is. I've got financing one year, same as cash through Citibank. Now that's on approved credit. But as you know, if your credit's dinged and beat up, we always tell you, no problem. I can get you 100 days, same as cash, through SNAP Finance. So come and see us because this is the weekend to buy an adjustable bed. And a lot of people want them. A lot of people have seen them either at the home show or on TV, and then they go to our competitors and see them for five, six, seven, ten, eleven thousand dollars $11,000. I have the best deals that I've ever had. 
Queens, four ninety nine starting. I've got the deal we announced last time, twelve hundred bucks. Actually, eleven ninety nine ninety nine. We're gonna do a mattress that's normally thirty five hundred bucks with the base that's like twenty seven hundred bucks for twelve hundred dollars. And that's the five seven five base. If you've been looking elsewhere, it's one of the full feature incredible bases for a queen. Then we announced we have the California King Special with the Liggett and Platt bases, the entire package with a solid mattress for $15.99. Wow. Now, let's say you want splits. I'm going to make you a deal. I'm going to do the Liggett and Platt bases with splits for $2,000. I was going to say $2,200. So I got to do a Gordon special. All right. This is in honor of Gordon. I'm taking 200 bucks more off, nineteen ninety nine and ninety nine cents, so a penny under two thousand bucks. This is a mattress deal that would be like a four thousand dollar mattress with bases that are thirty seven hundred bucks. So instead of seventy seven hundred dollars, one thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars, and don't forget the ninety nine cents. Boom. Boom. Mm, I like it. And then it's a deal. Last but not least, Gordon. I have this table. Now, our friend just bought two of them. Okay. We're going to do it for four ninety nine, and this is the table. Could you please read that fine print from the internet? The fine print here, right there. Regular price? Uh, let's see, fifteen forty. Oh, regular retail price twenty six eighteen. Uh, internet price fifteen forty. That's the COVID virus sell price on the internet. Yeah. We're doing it the table. Exact table, exact model, same manufacturer, with four chairs. That's with no chairs. Four ninety nine. Wow, that's a boom. That is a boom. That's a double. All right, take advantage of it. Big weekend, eighty six East University Parkway. It's a warehouse. We'll have more. Uh, Sam Amick joins us next. Ninety seven five and twelve eighty of the zone.